friendship, friendship. It's all about friendship. It just occurred to me, uh, actually, that it's all about friendship. Yeah, just oh, just like that. Of course, <laughs> of course, it's all about friend. Of course. Mm. I don't know why I've been working on this hate machine so much. <laughs> Crank up the hate engine here. Okay, it's the Doom to Fail podcast. My name is Tim Dobbs. With me, as ever, through the internet, it's the shiniest lady on the continent, Catherine Kilgrave. Sparkle, sparkle. Nice to be here. Well, that's where you got that reputation, right? You just say sparkle, sparkle all the time. It gets in your head. It's because I live only as a voice on the internet. <laughs> so... Oh, just you and you and Paul F. Tompkins, huh? <laughs> no, he's going to have a show oh, now. Yeah, that's right. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, uh, on the topic of uh, people sort of being able to pick their own nicknames through insistence, just wearing you down, I used to play uh, Ultimate Frisbee with a kid who just wore a giant shirt that said skills across the front. Like, in really, like it took up his whole chest. Like, it didn't just say yes. skills. It said skills. Yeah, this is the guy who was really good at Ultimate Frisbee. Uh, no, he was okay. Really? Yeah. Oh, I feel like you've told me about skills I before. feel like he went on to, to you know, uh, get very interested in it, but I've lost touch with him since. All I've heard is that oh. he's, you know, got really into it, but uh, when I played with him at the time, we still all just called him Skills, even though he was, you know, fine. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, sp- bring Well, it's because he was from the Catskills. That was probably it. <laughs> um, I'm really proud of myself right now. So I think I think cat skill mm-hmm. is a uh, mm-hmm. just let's let's bathe in that for a moment. <laughs> uh, uh, I think cat skill is is um I think it's cat's kill a server on Ultima Online that I played oh, on. Wow, <laughs> go on. I think it, I think it's like actually the way you would divide up the etymology of it is cat's kill because there's also a place in New York called Fish Kill, and that's the only thing I can come up with why that makes any sense at all. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Don't mm. know for sure. Well, sharks kill. They're fish. Which kill? Sharks. Sharks kill. We have a whole week devoted to how they kill. Yeah, that's true. You know, it just sneaks up on me. It's like it's like the holiday season. All of a sudden, it's <laughs> Shark Week, and I, I haven't gotten anyone any presents. You know, it's amazing. One cable network, one cable channel has, like, Turn this entire week into an entire cultural event. Yeah, well, we, that we all recognize and know. You know what? You know what I would like to see. I mean, just I think it's just because sharks, you know, kind of awesome. Uh, they're yeah. they're in the zoo book pantheon, as we've referenced multiple times on this podcast. Sure. Um, I mean, you if you're a listener, you should know what the zoo book pantheon yeah. is by now. So do, do your research. Um, <laughs> I would like to see a bear week. That's that's I'm much more interested in bears. <sighs> And I'd like to see a snake, snake week, but week. we don't all get what we want. Well, we could we could make it happen. Actually, I wouldn't like to be to see a snake <laughs> week. Well, maybe I would. There's just way too many snakes. Dude, I don't know. Snakes just talking about them all the time. It's, uh, you know, it's the word on everybody's lips. The, the animal on everybody's shoulders. I don't know. I like to I like to take in snakes at my own speed. So this week we are continuing Diet Month and finishing it off with a little chat about food spoilage. It's a bit of a twist. Bit of a twist. It's not necessarily, uh, you know, that sort of. A little of... bit of an O. Henry. Yeah. yeah. Is it? Is it really? No. No. I, not I at traded all. my uh, rotten food for your <laughs> podcast 
recorder. I, I don't know. I don't know. Ah, oh, that's that's a bad deal. I don't think that's an O. Henry at all. <laughs> no, it's a good deal for me. I gave away the rotten food, and I got a brand new audio recorder. That's pretty good. Didn't even have to go to the garbage can. Where you usually find audio recorders. <laughs> that's the name of my favorite audio shack. The garbage can. The garbage can. Audio shack. I think it's called Radio Shack. No, it's Audio Shack. All right. We are not Buzz Marketing, so we call it Audio Shack. <laughs> that would be a great like movie replacement for Radio Shack. Oh yeah, Shack. perfect for like a real like low budget thing or yeah. Or I don't know. I mean, it's kind of the opposite of that, right? Like usually if you have the brand name in, it's because they paid you, right? Right. right. So you're withholding the brand name to try and get some more money. of a high budget thing. Yeah. Or like, alternately, like a Pixar movie. Like, I feel like uh, that would be... Where they're purposely poking fun at something, so they make it bug-themed, as in A Bug's Life. I'm sure did that at some point, but I don't remember an example right Seems now. Seems likely. Why don't we, why don't we yeah. in place of uh, reminiscing or referencing A Bug's Life, just sort of think about the plausibility of that topic. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Well, that seems yeah. like the sort of thing that would be General that Electric Bug. <laughs> what? Well, this is holding together very nicely. Or maybe in Finding Nemo, it was General Electric Eel was the the Uh, lighting company. That's pretty good. Yeah. I was thinking about a light bug. So, uh, food spoilage is a dicey topic because uh, it's gross when you eat something that has spoiled. Correct? Yes? Yeah. Yes. No, that's a fact. What was the the last thing you ate that was uh, turned out to be bad? Spoiled? Oh. You realized it had just been too long. Not necessarily like, you know, totally awful, but, you know, your carbonated oh, orange juice. You know, I, your... I think I might... Carbonated orange has... juice? Oh, like an orangina? Well, no. Well, yes, technically. Has this ever happened, though, where, where orange juice, you've let, you know, it's sat too long, and you pour yourself a glass, and you just drink it, and it's fizzy, and it's not supposed to be. No. No, that's Oh, weird. it's the worst. It's all yeasty and gross. Yeah, it stays in your, it stays in your head for, for hours. You just can't, you can't get Ugh. the feeling of carbonated orange juice out of your head. You mean it doesn't taste like orangina? Uh, well, maybe. I don't know. I've avoided it for so long now. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Maybe this is a case of orangina um, just, you know, rebranding uh, bad orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> They're geniuses at orangina. Mm-hmm. Or whatever parent company that is. I want to say uh, Nestle, maybe? Nestle. Um... A bug that sounds like Nestle. Uh, you're working too hard. What was the last thing that you ate that was spoiled? I don't so know. You... I don't know. I really, I genuinely try to block the experiences from my memory. <laughs> well, it sounds like so you work pretty hard at not accidentally uh, ingesting something that is. Yeah. If I'm a little suspicious, and this isn't great of me, if I'm a little suspicious, I will probably throw it out. Orangina is owned by the Dr. Pepper Snapple Group. Oh, okay. There you go. Hmm. Which is, I think, a subsidiary of Coca-Cola. I believe they were Pepsi spun Co. off into a separate company at some point. I believe they are no longer really? a subsidiary. Yeah. Really? Ugh, they're an upstart. A spin-off upstart. Yeah. <laughs> oh, these little guys, the Dr. Pepper Snapple group. <laughs> I mean, they probably have ping pong tables in their offices. Hmm. Okay. So, so you say if it's at all a little bad, in the garbage. That's your, your plan. Yeah, I'm really, I'm not generous in that respect. And it's not great because I'm wasting a lot of food that mm. way. Yeah, about $160 a month goes straight into the garbage uh, in America per person. That doesn't seem right. That seems yeah, high. Yeah, it does seem high. 
Studied by Reuters, Americans throw away 33 pounds of food a month. What? That's... What? Uh, maybe they're counting, like, food waste. Yeah. Like, eggshells and... Yeah, maybe. Like, uh, artichoke hearts, or if you, you're not into artichoke hearts, or artichoke leaves. Mm. <laughs> the, That's a lot of the artichoke. All, all the portions of the artichoke. Um, I think it, the number I'm looking at this Reuters study is actually, that was for a family of four, but that still seems really high. People throwing yeah, out... Yeah, it does seem high. I mean, $160 a month is... Uh, I spend more than that on food, but not, like, way more you than that. You live in a, a household of four people. Yeah, maybe. I could see that. Maybe I don't know, maybe. 132 pounds of wasted food each month. Mm. It is hard to estimate, though. I mean, you... you yeah. I, I've certainly found uh, the fridge is due for a good cleaning about once a month to just get rid of all those things we thought we would eat someday. Those big plans we had for... You know, the leftover pasta or the, the salad that if we thought, maybe we'll have that tomorrow for lunch. Or quinoa. You make some quinoa and then you realize you hate oh, quinoa. Oh, and you don't just make some quinoa. You make a lot of quinoa. You make all just of the quinoa. The whole, like, box or whatever you bought, you're like, you know what? Maybe five <laughs> pounds of quinoa is what I need to kickstart my week. You know what I learned? I am a little bit allergic to mango and a little bit allergic to quinoa. And when I eat them together, I just explode into, like, a disgusting monster. Mm. Isn't that a fun fact? Yeah, I'm enjoying it, I guess. Uh, <laughs> you look like you're why, enjoying why, it. Why, why would you eat quinoa and mango? First off, that's a weird combination. But secondly... Oh, quinoa mango salad. First time I had both things. Yeah? Oh, wait, so you didn't know either of these. You, you were unaware of these allergies. And then... Yes. I had a quinoa mango salad, which was delicious. <laughs> well, I'm glad you enjoyed it at least. And I broke out in welts and looked like a horrible monster. Hmm. And I was like, I think I might be allergic to mango. But then, like, I can have some mango and not break out too badly. Mm -hmm. But then I had some quinoa the day after I had some mango, and I broke out into a horrible monster. And you're sure this wasn't just related to something else? You've been known to go monster every once in a while. <laughs> to hulk out? No, I like go monster. <laughs> it's a new. It's it's for the new anime we're going to make starring you. <laughs> it's uh, going to be set in an audio shack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's called um uh it's called Audio Shack uh Cowboy Space. Audio Shack goes monster. And you have to go monster in order to protect uh a sort of series of alien invasions um the General Electric Eel com company. Yeah. That uh they're they're the main the main villain, the General Electric Eel yeah. company. These bad guys are called Eelies and um you ended up defeating them through the power of friendship. Obviously. Oh, and lasers. How else are you going to defeat somebody? Yeah. Friendship and lasers is the only way. <laughs> All right. Well, we have a little bit of development work to do, and we'll be back in just a moment on the Doom to Fail podcast. And the only thing I need, and the only thing I'm 
We're back on the Doom to Fail podcast talking about food spoilage. That scourge of the refrigerator, food spoilage. So I found something kind of interesting here. Uh, well, why don't we back up? What's that? Do a little bit of backstory. Okay. Let's do some, some okay. patented Doom to Fail topic backstory where I tell you that uh, like almost all of my topics, uh, this topic came out of an argument with my girlfriend. You know. What, why else would we pick anything? Bears. Uh, what else did we used to do? Ancient robots. That was an argument. Um, it was? Yeah, yeah. It was. It will. And I, I felt like the argument leaked into the show, which is what qualifies as an ancient robot, you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what else? Interior decorating. Interior decorating. Absolutely. Ikea. Yeah. Ikea almost certainly. It came, to, it, it came uh, with a, uh, a, a, a curtain discussion we were having about what curtains are appropriate. <laughs> Birthdays. Birthdays. Yep. I, uh, I thought we shouldn't celebrate hers. She thought we sh- we should. I don't I don't know. Thunderstorms? I still don't get where she was coming from there. Yeah, yeah. She um she controls the weather. She's sort of like Storm from the X-Men. <laughs> see. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I guess I was just mad at her. Um, and my passive-aggressive <laughs> approach was to make a podcast about it. <laughs> so now you know the truth. Uh, this, whole, this whole endeavor has been just a passive-aggressive uh, play at my girlfriend. Ah, uh, we were wondering when the other shoe was going to yeah, drop. Exactly, it hasn't been very effective at all. She still <laughs> controls the weather, so I tend to lose most of the arguments. No, so so the reasoning um, really was uh, coming out of a discussion about well, how long can you leave food out? You know, let's say you cook a dinner and uh, mm-hmm. then you get real sleepy after dinner. Is it okay oh, to man, leave it out overnight and then put it away in the morning? Well, depends on who you're talking to. Depends 100% on. I mean, this is how we get to 130 pounds thrown out every month. Mm -hmm. By every family of four. For every family of four. I I imagine the family. You know what? I bet it's um, it's it's not linear with the number of people. I bet the more people who are sort of uh, buying into this food situation, uh, the more gets thrown out because there's a lot more of this kind of like, well, I don't know. I don't want to accidentally get Bobby sick. Last time he was sick, he, uh, you know, controlled the weather. I had to clean up the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. Not doing it. Whereas, you know, if it's just right. me, it's like, ah, so I'll throw up. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe that's just me. Um, I do think every once in a while, when I'm not quite sure on something, I go like, eh, worst case scenario, I'll just feel sick for a while. It'd be a good excuse to not do any work. I don't think that's good <laughs> thinking. I think there's something very wrong with that thought line. But Yeah, I think that's counterproductive. Mm, well. <laughs> I just really want to eat this rotten cheese. <laughs> okay, cheese is a totally different scenario. Yeah. Come on. Okay, I should have clarified. When I said food, I meant We've cheese. Already exempted cheese. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. I mean, that was the discussion, and I think I think you're right. It is about. Uh, it tends to be about feeling because it, it, the microbial world is confusing and scary, and we don't know much about and it. Feelings based. Yeah. So I, I, I so I looked this up on the FDA website. Uh, how long can food that is supposed to be refrigerated stay outside the refrigerator and still be safe to eat? I like that this Depends is on the, food, the FDA right? website. Mm. Uh, they, yeah. they claim, do not keep perishable food out for more than two hours. It's important to keep hot foods hot, 140 degrees or above, and cold foods cold, 40 degrees F or below. I, so like a casserole, you should always just be keeping it Yeah, I think this raises an interesting question. What if we had like <laughs> a fridge and... Like a heater, and it wasn't like an oven for cooking. It was just kind of a keep it just always above, you know, comfortable microbial development temperatures. Yeah, 
I think we should do this. This is bonkers. Yeah. I like this. I, I want I want a freezer, a fridge, and a what do we call the what do we call the third option? The, the hot one. Uh, a freezer, a fridge, and a fridge. A what? A, hr- a, a fridge. Well, uh, we'll, we'll maybe we'll punt that to the marketing guys. <laughs> it's probably a good call. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I like that idea though. But yeah, I do not. Oh, fine, fine. I mean, General Electric would lo- General Electric Eel Company would love it because they would get to sell a whole third appliance. Yeah, that's true. Well, so think about it though. Um, it would be like wine coolers all over again. Ugh, wait. Oh, like the wine fridge, not like the... Yeah, like the wine Okay, fridge. I thought you meant like the wine-based drink, and I was like, General Electric no. was behind that? What a conspiracy. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it would be it would be at least as efficient as a refrigerator, right? If you kept the same amount of insulation around it, because... Yeah, but fridges are notoriously inefficient. Like, they're huge energy hogs. Right, and this might be slightly better, because I think, if I'm remembering my thermodynamics correctly, uh, you're generally better off heating than you are trying to use a compression system to cool thermodynamic just because of efficiencies why couldn't you just use a your fridge as a heat sink and then uh do like a exchanger oh, yes that's and then just exactly what you need in. now we're increasing the efficiency yeah. many fold <laughs> you push all the extra heat out to the yeah so that engine that's running or not engine the motor that runs the fridge pump just you know force uh-huh. that heat over into the fridge I think I think it works better when you huh. You got to get that like you know back of the. Throat. It's a Jewish invention, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talk about conspiracies. Oh boy, <laughs> uh, not something you'd get away with if uh, if you weren't Jewish. <laughs> um, yeah, and then so you so you run all the heat from that motor over to the uh, fridge, and then the all the all the coolness you push out to uh, to the fridge. It's perfect. This is this is a great uh, opportunity for us. I have no idea how it would affect the food. I feel like it would end up just cooking it all. But maybe not. Yeah, I think this is a bad idea to keep hot food hot. It seems like it seems like what the FDA is doing is providing guidelines for, like, uh, your Applebee's. Mm. Your bee's apple. Your <laughs> Donald's milk. <Yeah. laughs> Little known fact, that's actually uh, a last name and a first name. McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I've been reading a book about... A book where the author is, like, really into Ray Kroc. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you care to share, or? Uh, it's, a, it's a book about business development, so it makes sense. Oh, yeah. Boy, boy, did he do a it's great job there. It's logically consistent. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> it's upsetting, even. He just sold milkshake machines, and then all of a sudden he owns McDonald's. It's nuts. <sighs> so... The other fun fact I found on the FDA website is that um, the FDA doesn't require uh, any expiration dates whatsoever. And so they are legally meaningless, depending on state law. Which I thought was interesting. Doesn't require any? Wait, so why do people make such a big deal about having to have them? Like, who's requiring them then? Somebody has to be requiring them. My guess, in in poking around a little more, including the website eatbydate.com, I have no idea how reliable that website is. It looked fairly professional. Um, okay. Although I don't know who who starts a website that is entirely about just eat by date. I don't know a mom. Yeah, maybe a mom. Um, according to them, uh, and also I guess it just makes sense is 
basically, it's a lot to do with the manufacturer wanting to ensure that their best product is put out on the shelves. So let's say... Oh, so you're not eating some spoiled thing and being like, Nancy's yogurt, this is cool. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. They want to train you. They want to train you up so that you're always eating the best stuff. Got yeah, you. I don't know. I mean, like, why can't that just be a legitimate business uh, move? You know, like, I don't know. No, I think it makes sense. Yeah. So I, I think that's why they do it. And and so generally, and especially if if they're putting it there kind of as a guideline to just make sure that you're eating their best version of the product, then that suggests to me that uh, the the great war of should something be thrown out on its expiration date uh, is probably um, fairly moot. Or probably the answer is no, at least for me. I don't know. I feel like that is okay. Now we're getting into like societal opinions. Mm, yeah, this is I, this is a great uh, great thing for everyone. I think. Yeah. So it's commonly believed and commonly known in civilized society here in America. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Go on. I don't know about the rest of the world, which is also civilized, but we're talking about America. <laughs> that. People who disregard expiration dates and saying, oh, no, this is just a conspiracy, are crazy bonkers lunatics. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think now that you fired the first shot in the Great War of Expiration Dates, um, <laughs> this is a fine time to take a break and uh, ready ourselves, steal ourselves for the coming battle in the next segment. In just a moment, I'm going to do the Back on the Doom to Fail podcast, talking about food spoilers. Is it scary? Yeah, well, ghosts are escaping from the food. Is it? That's how. So when food is fresh, it's oh, is that why spirit. it turns white? Yeah. Yeah, and then it um, okay. the spirits escape, and that's when it's no good anymore. Because then, right. when you put the food inside you, it will have to leach your it has spirit. Has no soul. I didn't. I didn't hear your side. Oh, your side was the okay. What you're saying is that when you eat the food. It absorbs your soul. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Was I understanding Yes, you? you nailed it. Yeah. And I think what I was saying dovetails with that nicely in such that I was trying to convey that you shouldn't be eating food without a soul. Right. Yeah. What are you, some kind of heathen? No. I always eat food with a soul. Good. So That's why I always make sure there's ghosts in my food before I eat it. Yeah. You use this handy ghost detector that now available from com. <laughs> In conjunction with the Ghostbusters. Yeah. It's, uh, we were, we're really co-branding this thing. <laughs> Corporate synergy. Yeah. I don't know why we picked Ghostbusters 2, though. I mean, it just seems like that movie came out, like, nearly 20 years ago. You know, I really liked Ghostbusters 2. Am yeah, I the, the only one... person? Uh, I mean, one was probably better. I guess so. Two was okay. I don't know. It was a little weird with that, like, hate goo. Yeah! 
And it was all about positivity and friendship. That's true. I mean, if I'm about two things. Going monster and friendship. And lasers. <laughs> friendship and lasers. And Audio Shack. <laughs> Your lifelong Shot dream. there today. So, food spoilage. Um, it's a little spooky. We, well, uh, I think there are bad feelings and friendships have been ruined by uh, the great expiration date debate that uh as we spoke of so i think i think there is sort of a contingent that um just sort of is so distrustful of authority that they say wow this thing you know the expiration date thing is it's silly and and throws it out just because i don't know just because they feel like they're being uh lied to for some reason but but that's not controlled my, my reasoning is more along the lines of well that's a good guideline i don't think it's you know on the day of, it goes bad. So, yeah. you know, if it's past the date, don't buy it because there's probably ones that aren't past the date to buy. And if you yeah. already have it, then give it a sniff. Taste a little bit. Live life on the edge. You don't go with your gut more than anything else. Yeah. They, they, your is gut the is the day, thing that's okay. going to have to deal with it. Yeah. I mean, here's my thing. If it's like a week after my yogurt expires and I smell it and it smells fine... I'm going to have myself some yogurt. Mm. So yogurt's an interesting one, right? Because yogurt has live culture in it. And so my feeling is that I like... Don't so take you, chances with yogurt? Well, no. I w- so that would be my initial reaction. Because most dairy, I feel, is like that. Because it can curdle. You know, uh, it has all this lactose in it that just... Boy, is it just dying to go into some other form that would actually poison me. Like... We're this close with the lactose already. I mean, I'm not super lactose tolerant, you know? I do feel a little logy after after a glass of milk. I don't think anybody is lactose tolerant. Yeah. I think that's the It's a great myth. Here. It's it's perpetrated by the government upon us. It's trying to keep us down. <laughs> They're trying to control us. Yeah. Look at the FDA right there, recommending all that milk. Why? Why would they do that when we could have perfectly good soda or um, gasoline? Yeah, though. Anthony Bourdain was just talking about how weird it is that we're so into dairy as a culture. Yeah, you know, I mean, gosh, what was I thinking about this? Very recently, um, sounds like it dovetails nicely. Maybe I was talking to, to Anthony Bourdain. Um, was you and Neil deGrasse Tyson yeah. both? That sounds like sounds like the three of us just hanging out, <laughs> shooting the breeze. Yeah. That's what we call it when we talk to you. <laughs> they call me the breeze. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, no, but, like, everything that I think of as, like, especially because I, I sort of eat very, very little meat in my diet. Yeah. Um, yeah. I tend to just sort of gravitate towards building meals around some dairy thing, whether that's cheese or, uh, well, cheese. Um, well, cheese. Yeah, because so, there's three delicious things in the world. Yeah. Meat, dairy, and grains. And butter. And grains are super bad for you. Well, and fat, but, I mean. You can't have like a, a meal of butter. Well, I'm but saying butter is a dairy. Are super product. bad for you. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. No. <laughs> I wish grains are I, bad. Hang for on. You. We... No, let me finish. Okay. Grains are bad for you, <laughs> and meat is like kind of bad for the environment. So I can see wanting to cut that down from your diet a little mm-hmm. bit. And between them, I mean, why not just build a meal around dairy? You make. Uh... Well, dairy's not great for the environment either. It's, I think it's probably better than meat, but you still have to keep livestock in order to generate it. Um, True, but it's a renewable resource, whereas meat, you kill it, and it's, it's gone. Well, oh, boy. Uh, technically, I mean, it's the same way with trees, and trees are a renewable resource, because you can grow new cows and trees. 
they're all renewable. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I misspoke there. But um, <laughs> I, my, my gut I feeling agrees with you. I think. I, I think it's clear why milk is more sustainable than meat. Is that your entire argument? It's clear that. Well, do I have to? Be, I'm I, asking if I have to make the argument. I, 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 I buy with you. I, I buy with you. Well, you know, we go Christmas shopping together. Buy with we me. have this bond. Um, <laughs> buy with me at Audio Shack. <laughs> well, you've got all the ads together and everything. This business is going to take right off. You'll finally be able to finance your war against the Ely's. Uh Yeah, no, I agree with you about the dairy being. Um, uh, it's I don't know. It is weird. I guess it is delicious though. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's a solid thing to build a meal around, I think. I feel like I want to build it around... You know, the other thing I tend to build meals around, although it's, it's mostly aspirational, is uh, dark leafy greens. You know, I'd be like, I'm going to buy kale, oh, and yeah. because I have no idea how to that add is... kale to things, I have to now make a kale dish. Same <sighs> yeah. with Brussels sprouts. You ever try the kale chips thing? Yeah. I, I don't like... Pro tip, or not really pro tip, but aside, I hate kale so much. <laughs> I cannot get into kale. No, that's a pro tip. I mean, specifically just for interacting with you, I guess, for offering you <laughs> yeah, food. Yeah, specifically for talking Pro to tip me. for ho- holding dinner parties where Catherine's coming. <laughs> I hate kale. All right. So what what have we learned here on the food spoilage episode? I think... Uh, um... FDA. It's a personal thing. Yeah, it is personal. Well, so this, I, th- I think this maybe is a, a fine time to uh, consider what we've learned here on Diet Month, all in all. And Okay. Uh, I think what I've come across, just thinking about it, if you recall the body image episode. Uh, I do. Last week. Um, I recall it well. Yeah, think hard. <laughs> Reach back into your, into your <laughs> mind. Um, I think we found that, like, that's... Or we, the conclusion we came to was that's super personal, and it's very hard to pick apart or to sort of draw draw one into a situation wherein they are able to sort of objectively think about their own body image because it's so subjective yeah. and personal. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think what I've come across on this entire diet month, this grand tour of dieting, is that uh, we're just talking about something crazy personal here. You've, you've, you've found the confluence of your own self-image, your identity, the way you perceive yourself, and... This other very, very personal thing, which is what you put into your body and why you have arguments about whether food is spoiled or some food is good or other food is bad or whatever, why you have these yeah. strong reactions. Yeah. And so my feeling on dieting as a whole is that as an exercise in self-regard, you, you are showing that you hold yourself in, in some level of esteem. You, you, you value yourself in doing this because you're sort of, um, it's, it's an inward-facing prospect. Yep. Yeah. 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 I mean, definitely what I found on my first month of dieting <laughs> is that it's it's been more of an emotional journey than a physical one. Mm. It's it's all about like looking in the mirror and being like, you know what, I'm okay with how I look and I'm excited to continue on this journey. Right? Because if I look in the mirror every day, I'm like, oh, God, I look super fat. I look like I've gained all this right. weight. Like, that's it. it seems weird, but that makes it way harder to diet. Right, right. So you're saying you see in the mirror, you see a great motivation to continue on. Yes. You look in yourself and you, yeah. you see that because, esteem reflecting back at you. Yeah, because there's this is something that's worth saving. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> like the rainforest. Yeah, like, My body is worth saving. <laughs> you're a real national park. Aw, thanks, friends. Yeah, there you friendship. go. Friendship. Yeah. It's all about friendship here at General right. Electric. Well, as Catherine sings us out... 
Um, I will read the closing credits as I always do. Keep singing. What are you doing? If you enjoyed the Doom to Fail podcast, please look us up on doomtofailpodcast.com and give us a review on iTunes. You can find that by typing Doom to Fail podcast into iTunes. And we'll be back at you next week with a non-diet month version of Doom to Fail podcast. And we can't wait to see you. Until then, that's Catherine Cogan over there. Because I've never Tim Dobbs over here. Bye. Bye-bye. Home, I'm feeling stressed. Put down your phone and I'll tell you what's happening next. Honey, you're passing the test. She sees what she wants to see.